When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to has anyone seen the bride and groom sorry sorry we're here we were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time no lucky land casino with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry in that case i pronounce you lucky play for free at luckylandslots.com daily bonuses are waiting no purchase necessary void were prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply see website for details On 558 AM, online, on your smart speaker, and on digital radio. This is Love Sport. They dare to do, and the Lily Whites are going to score on you. They're no angels, but this season, Harry and the boys are going for gold. From White Hart Lane to Wembley, Spurs will always be North London's finest. It's the Tottenham Hotspurs Fans Show on Love Sport. Yeah, this is Love Sport Radio with a very, very, very oh, special edition soul. of Last Word on Spurs. We are tonight oh, going to be giving soul. you the 10 definitive reasons as to why Musa Sissoko will win the Golden Ball or oh, the Ballon d'Or in the next, well, year or so. He's, he's going to win it. Oh, Musa Sissoko. Oh, Musa Sissoko. It's been outstanding, isn't it? Well, well, well performed by the, uh, the Tottenham Hotspur. 
Orchestral Choir. Hotspur Chorus. That's part of the Hotspur Chorus. That's part of their new Christmas album. Do pick it up in uh, in all good supermarkets and other places you buy CDs from. Um, yeah, this is Last Ball Radio with your London football fan shows. Good evening. My name is Aaron Paul. They are last word on Spurs. Let's go from left to right, Lee McQueen. How are you? I'm going to bypass him. It's, uh, it's a Ricky Sack, you are, mate. Hello. Very well. And yeah, yourself? Yeah, not bad. Not good, bad. Good. good to have you. And, uh, and Jace, how you doing, pal? Oh, Moose Sisso. He's in a good mood. Cold. He's in a good mood. And no. guess who else we got with us? Oh, it's Jamie from Daily Hotspur. Oh, yeah. I'm back. I'm back. It's Jamie from Daily Hotspur, mate. Uh, uh, Come on, say Jamie, after a win. It's yes, his first one. Finally. Finally, I've done it. After my first review of a win. So, very happy. Very happy to be back after a win, so that's great news. Yeah, the uh, the the record or the I don't know what you want. It's not really a record. It's more just sort of the curse has been lifted. Yeah. Spurs love to be written off, don't they? That's what Mauricio Pochettino has said. Chaps, let's get your uh, thoughts following uh, the victory at Wembley last night. Um, I mean, first and foremost, what a what a run by Sissoko down that right hand side. I mean, genuinely, I, I I didn't know if it was Usain Bolt or Musa Sissoko. The way he jinked down that right hand side, sent the ball in, uh, you know, Deli Alley, a bit of quick feet, a bit of quick thinking, and then bang into the back of the net. Well, it was absolutely quality from Musa, and um, I was just saying we, we were there at the game. All of us, weren't we, at the game yesterday? We was, and um, we were saying amongst ourselves and amongst some of the some of the other lads that I go down with, uh, he's undroppable. Musa Sissoko is undroppable, and he was absolutely fantastic. And for me, man of the match again, wasn't he? Man of the match, lads. Yeah, it was. We was giving it by the BBC, and rightly so. I mean, it was an incredible performance. And this turnaround, these six or seven weeks of Musa, I can't believe the guy we're watching. And, you know, he's coming to a point now where you think there's absolutely not a chance in hell you're leaving him out of this North London derby. Yeah, no, 100%. I, 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 this is someone who, when, when we first started doing these shows, um, well, I mean, you, you weren't really a fan of him, were you, Jason? Well, I, I don't think any of us were a, a fan of his, but I've, I've never joined the abuse of him. That's that's the difference. But no, it's, ever since he won the, the Tottenham Hotspur Uno Championships, he's seems to have turned his turned his career around, and I think that's what it's down to winning Uno. But but actually, the goal last night was was similar to a move we did in the first half, wasn't it? When Sissoko broke oh, yeah. the length of the pitch, played a ball in Delhi with a lovely little touch that went in into Lucas Mora. So we'd we'd actually opened him up in the same way in the first half. But no, it was uh, he was excellent, Sissoko last night, head and shoulders man of the match. Other card-based games are available. Jamie from Daily Hotspur, give us your thoughts following that winning against Inter. Yeah, I mean, look, Inter came with a game plan. They were coming, you know, they knew a draw was enough for them, so they were coming to frustrate. I think, you know a lot of Italian sides are renowned for being very good defensively and you know they proved to be good defensively yesterday and we were having you know we were knew we were going to have limited chances and obviously we had that one big chance and we took it so you know it was really nice to see us you know overcome a really tough European opposition for once yeah chaps I mean this sets up what what a final sort of match day it sets up in the Champions League group stages for for Spurs you know the 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 stakes are high the stakes are high. Are you, are you nervous? How are you feeling ahead of it? Well, I'll be honest, Aaron, I didn't expect us to get to this point where we are now and still have a chance. I think we've got to give a lot of credit to Maurizio Pochettino because I think the games that we've had, the likes of the PSV game and the Inter one just gone, I think this Tottenham side maybe 12, 24 months ago wouldn't have actually got over the line. So there's a certain maturity about this side now. I think it's a coming of age. I think this team now genuinely do believe that they've got the right to be in the Champions League. They can progress. And again, a lot of it's down to the manager. I think when we saw the team last night, I mean, I, me personally, I know there's a North London derby coming and we discussed this outside with Jason, but 
To see Eriksen and Hummin Son not start the game, two of our most influential players against Chelsea, the most informed, to see them not there playing against Inter at the start in a must-win game, I was a little bit surprised, but listen, Pochettino is the one that gets paid the money and he turned it around. Look at the substitutions. Eriksen, he brings him on. We go on and win the game. And Poch gets it right. And I'm grateful for him because at times last season we questioned his in-game management. We questioned how late he used to leave substitutions. But it just shows the guy is learning. And the team harmonies we've seen with clips on the last one on Spurs and Jamie shared a few this week. There's such an abundance of quality there and everybody loves each other. It's a wonderful time to be a Spurs fan. Would you agree with, with, um, with Ricky there, Lee, that he's... Pochettino's learning or do you think he's proven that he has the nous in the Premier League he has the tactical nous in Europe you know that's not an easy game into Milan at home where effectively the pressure is all on Spurs mm. you've gone out you've ground out a 1-0 win you've mm. got scored a beautiful goal you've played some good football you've defended well you've done some good work what, what is Pochettino slowly becoming sort of the finished article as a manager I think ultimately he's going to be judged isn't he, by trophies and that's where it's always going to go but you, there's only four trophies to win every season as, as we always talk about um, and at the, at the stage of the season we're at right now there's no trophies to win right because we haven't got to that point so from a perspective of you know his in-game management and tactically as he did he get it wrong last year against Juventus and all these types of things I think you can say that he is still learning and I think I've, I've been on the, in, on the show uh, before and talked about the fact that you know he is a young manager and he is also still learning you know I, I, I've owned a business called Raw Talent for the last seven years and it is all about finding people with potential and making them superstars and not only does Pochettino do that with the fullback whisperers you guys were talking about him on the pod earlier this uh, earlier this week and also young players but he's also doing it with himself if that makes sense and actually coming through no one's given the right I mean how old's Pochettino guys he's what 46 is he sound like that 46 years old you know that is a young manager still learning as he goes as well at a phenomenal club and in a state of of I suppose in Tottenham Hotspur's history right now we you know is obviously we're in the present where we are as a club right now it won't be looked upon as an unbelievable change probably for another 10 years but we'll look back on this point and say what an amazing time to be a Tottenham Hotspur fan and also to manage the club yeah, we're going to carry on after a short pause, but we'd love to hear from you this evening. 0208 This is your uh, it's your forum for conversation. You've got a topic that you want to raise with any of the champs here, you give us a call. 0208 at Love Sport Radio on Twitter. Paddy's taking calls tonight. Love sport. Love sport. I work for Spokesmansaid.com. We can help you save money on your home insurance. All you need to do is visit Spokesmansaid.com and find out if we can find you a better deal. It's the Brian Mall Show with the Pitbull and James Greyhound Gray. Well, Salzburg, most people would remember that as synonymous with Mozart, but their, their side have been... Well, I was You say most people, Brian. Everybody. <laughs> everybody. But, all but Celtic... Not in Glasgow, Brian. I, <laughs> no, I assume all Celtic fans are sort of taking an extra couple of days to go and see the sites, you know, all the Mozart museums. I'm things. glad you made that stereotype, Michael. Yeah. If I did, I'd get yeah. a shock. The, uh, <laughs> the, uh, oh, we're always listening to Mozart. <laughs> <laughs> it's the Brian Mall Show with the Pitbull and James Greyhound Grey. Join the pack weekdays from 3pm on Love Sport. This is Love Sport. (laughs) 
as always, we are answering your listener questions tonight on Last Word on Spurs. Can I just say a big thank you to um, a big fan of the show uh, who, who always drops us a tweet now. This Pumpkin. Oh, yes. At latest underscore now. A big thanks to Pumpkin for getting in touch yesterday, yesterday as well. You Don't know, get on Pumpkin. A day before right. as well. That is the dedication. She's wonderful. waiting for it. Thank Absolutely you so wonderful. much, Pumpkin. Pumpkin, as I mentioned, we'd love to hear from you this evening. 0208702558. That is the number to call. Ricky, however, has a listener question. Well, we've got a question in here from Getting Worse at Getting Worse. I hope that's not a, um, I mean, not a hint, but he says, Has Sissoko now made himself undroppable? And he has. We talked about him a minute ago, didn't we? We has. I think he has. I mean, to be honest with you now, if he doesn't start against Arsenal, I think there'll be an inquest. And I can't believe I'm saying that because six or seven weeks ago, I think you wouldn't even put him on the team bus. But honestly, the guy's form has been absolutely remarkable. And I'm so pleased for him. And you can just see what it means to him to have all the fans chanting his name now. And like Jason said, it's not mocking him. It's in real celebration of what he's become now. A wonderful player. And long may that continue. One other thing on Sissoko, just uh, just one stat that's quite impressive, was um, the the last 23 games that he started, we've lost just once. So I think that's oh. kind of shows you that, you know, yeah, he's doing a very good job. And with Sissoko, I think it's a real just testament to how Pochettino's kind of just gotten with what he's got, you know, instead of, you know, he missed out on signings over the summer. Um, and rather, you know, you question how many managers would be able to get the best out of players like Sissoko. So I think that's really to Poch's testament that, um, you know, he's managed to bring on a player like Sissoko. So, yeah. Incredible stats, really, isn't it? Absolutely incredible. He's, he's done fantastically well. Should we throw in one more? Yeah, if you Lee, want to throw in one more. Let's throw, throw one more in. Come, let's throw yeah. one more in. Has, it, has everyone had their say, by the way? We've got two hours and we'll have our say. On the, on the, on the, on the, on the question for the Sissoko one. Anyone else want to say about anything more about Anyone Sissoko? Else? Jace, you want to see more? Jace loves him. He, we know Jace loves him. <laughs> Jace, is, Jace is about to rename his house Sissoko oh, Manor. Sissoko. <laughs> Sissoko Lodge. It was Jace's idea with a song for the intro, I'm by the way. The shirt. Do you know what? For Christmas, I'm going to buy him a cardboard cutter, a life-size cardboard cutter. <laughs> I want the real Sissoko. thing, mate. I don't you want, want the real cutout version. I want the, the real thing that just goes... Goes up and down all night, that's uh, for sure. Uh, how, okay. Uh, how brilliant would that be, though? To wake, I mean, Jamie from Daily Hotspur, you'd love a cardboard cutter. Who would you like a cardboard Ooh. cutter of? Well, I could get myself, couldn't I, one for it? So, there yeah, you go. That'd be one, yeah. Played yeah. very well recently. Could get a Gaz and Eagle one for Lee. Ricky's yeah. asked for one of Pumpkin. <laughs> oh, Ricky. Absolutely brilliant. No comment. I'm wondering how, uh, how Mrs. Sachs will be feeling about that. Uh, not too pleased, I'd imagine. Uh, 0208 70 25 is the number to call. At Love Sport radio on twitter uh let's go for one more oh well, i've got one here from uh dave at david john king six is ben davis being fairly under unfairly underrated due to an initial slow start to the season which he appears to have put behind him now i think the last last few games ben davis has looked certainly solid defensively i thought his crossing last night again even the chelsea game wasn't great but playing as left-backs and with Aurier at right-back, I want to see what they do defensively far more than, than I'm worried about them going forward. And we've had a period in the season where Trippier's looked incredibly weak defensively, which was all of our concern despite the delivery. So so for me, Ben Davis is doing well in the last few games defensively. I wouldn't pick Danny Rose for, for Sunday. Ben Davis will start for me Sunday as well. I'll tell you what, let's take a pause there with that listener question. Let's go to the lines and let's talk to Ravan. Ravan, how are you, pal? 
Oh, very well, sir. As you can imagine, being a Spurs fan, has been, it's been a good week. Although uh, um, um, I've been actually spending the week as well, just listening to the Chelsea podcast, just to revel in their misery. That's been really good. <laughs> oh, what? well, you can tune in again tomorrow night from seven. On, on, I will on be. I will I'll bet be. you're buzzing for be. that. Please, please do join us be. for that. Um, yeah, well, well, what do you, also, go on. Well, also, I just want to say it's been an it's an absolute pleasure to be to get on the show at the same time as the Oracle that is Jason McGovern. Uh, oh, respect, yeah, uh, no, I, 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 any time I listen to your last word on Spurs, I, I believe you're an absolutely top class commentator on all things Tottenham. You're literally the Heineken of Tottenham comments. You're making me blush, mate. The check's in the post. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> but listen, the, what I wanted to ask was that. Um, you know, one of the concerns that uh, Pochettino has mentioned is the fact, and obviously one of the criticisms he's had of the of the hierarchy, is the fact that we've only been able to name 22 players in our Champions League squad, and um, you know because of the fact that the lack of homegrown, and and he was saying that he really wanted us to get English players, and it, and and it didn't happen, and you could see from his comments that. You know, like you said, I, I don't want to take the blame for this. You know, you've got to, you've got to look at you've got to look at the powers that be. What do you think Tottenham need to be doing in the January transfer window to resolve this? Have you, are there any targets you think that we should be looking at? Do you think we should, for do you think, for example, should we be going back in to look at Jack Grealish um, or or any or or should you know? Because I, I doubt we'd get somebody like Sessegnon in in January, especially if Fulham are struggling to, to um, you know, for, against relegation. And just really want to get your opinion on that. I think we'd like to to get in some homegrowns. I think probably Tottenham. I think, as Alistair said, that the most likely homegrowns for Tottenham to be looking at are, are some at Bournemouth, your Lewis Cooks, your Nathan Ake's, the Callum Wilsons. But all of those will be really difficult to do in January because I think Bournemouth mm. will be will be trying to get a push for a Europa League place. And while people deride that competition for Bournemouth that would be a, a magnificent achievement to get into Europe and th those players won't come cheap and, and also don't forget those clubs know Tottenham need homegrowns and homegrowns go at a premium price so it will be tough yeah. to get any of them in but we've got to create the space so you know if if we do end up with some of Ricky's uh, signings that he usually tweets about and in, a, in the right way the amount of links then then some of those that are in the squad at the moment have got to get out otherwise it's, we can't sign those players One one's got to come off Raven, and one's got to come off <laughs> who, who, who do you think is going to have to um, um, who are the players you think we need to be getting rid of in, in, in January Michelle Vaughan as such you think why have three foreign goalkeepers so you can use Whiteman as a spot, and I, for me, I'd free one up. And it, and you know, if Moussa Dembélé is going to be out for, for God knows how many months, three or four months yeah. extra with his injury, so not back until April, you start to think, what's the point of, of registering Dembélé in a in a mm. squad, particularly if by then it's Europa League. I mean, another yeah. player. I think another player that possibly get rid of would be Vincent Janssen. Amazing. But he's, he's not there. in the European squad. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Of so. course. Um, yeah. I mean, I think. Yeah, I think Dembele, yeah, maybe would be one that you'd probably drop. Yeah, I'd, that's where I'd drop. Mm. But, and I guess it's been a, it's, it, it's obviously been a great week as a Tottenham fan, and it's going to be an and what moment for us. Because I remember last season when, and I did take his point, because I remember last season when we beat Real Madrid 3-1, and I thought, yeah, this is, this is something else. And in the end, it... You know, it, it kind of like obviously petered out in the in the European side. What you know, are, are you worried that this is going to be like our highlight of the season, or do you see this as something that's as actually helping us move forward in a, in, a, in a good way? I'll be honest with you, Raven. When you look at the situation now, where this Spurs team twice have dug in 
deep to win games that you know were high pressure state games we had to beat PSV we had to beat Inter Milan and to do it in the manner we have done where there have been tight tight games but this team have stayed strong stayed resilient and played to the end of the game and so therefore I think it's been you know I think it could be different Robin, thanks for your call this evening. Really appreciate you uh, giving us a bell tonight. 0208 70 20 558 is the number to call. Uh, in the Europa League, Arsenal have gone four up away at Vorskler, Poltava, Celtic 1 0 up uh, away at Rosenborg as well. We'll keep you up to date with uh, everything that goes on at Stanford Bridge tonight as well. Chelsea taking on PAOK Salonica in uh, the, f- well, the penultimate Europa League uh, group stage games by Leverkusen nil Ludogorets won wow what a uh, what a, what a funny result that is just seeing pictures of Les Reed on the screen I'm sure uh, Mauricio Pochettino would love to bring him to uh, to Spurs there. not no 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 Definitely not. Had a half-decent relationship at Southampton, didn't they? I think we're doing okay at the moment. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. You never know. You might be able to bring through some of them homegrown for you. 7.21. This is Love Sport. 5.58 a.m. Love Sport. Before we kick off, uh, kick back off with the listener questions, just to let you know that uh, Emil Smith-Rowe's goal has been disallowed. So it's Vorskler nil, Arsenal 3 instead of Vorskler nil, Arsenal 4. Jace has got a massive smile on his face. Sorry, v- 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 what did you say? V- Vorskler. Where's that? V- uh, v- oh, I don't know. Ukraine is <laughs> Ukraine. Oh, oh it's Vors- quite far away, yeah? Vorskler Poltava. Good luck, good luck with the travel, lads. It is cold as well. <laughs> It's cold. It's cold. Yeah, and it's a lot snow. of travel and yeah. they'll be uh, they'll be tired. Cabbies are on strike. Sunday. So that's why we're playing Sunday, by the way. Yeah, it's not nothing to do with any sort of TV rights, it's the fact that they're playing Thursday night football. Just throwing it out there. Um should we go to listener questions? What do you think? Yeah, let's oh, do that, Lee. Let's McCoy. do it. I'm excited, right? Because we've got cut loads of listener questions to get through. Patrick Sosa at Patrick R. Sosa asks, why has Potts decided to drop Ericsson from the start in 11 for such an important match? I think it's quite a, quite a good question. But for me, uh, it's quite an obvious answer for me. It's that abdominal pain or uh, chronic injuries. It, chronic chronic injuries. Yeah. He's got a bit of a chronic injury, I think, Patrick. And the reality is he's nursing them back in. I think Potts has done a wonderful job. Uh, Jesus done a wonderful job in understanding what levels everybody's at and bringing them back in. But the reality was we needed him in the end because it was a bit of class for him to score the goal. But actually nursing him back in, I, I think, to be honest, we battered into Milan yesterday. And, and it was just unfortunate. If we'd got an early goal, Ericsson probably wouldn't have played. What do you think, Jace? I think as well, you, you've got three massive games this week, which Pochettino said. I mean, for me, we haven't played the massive, the really massive game we had to play this week. And, you know, I'll go back to the, the Chelsea semi-final when they left out Costa and Hazard. Yeah. And everyone said, look at Chelsea's bench. Isn't it brilliant to have all those game changers on the bench? They were on the bench because they got left out of the starting eleven, And all the Tottenham fans were like, when are we going to get game changers on the bench? We do it last night and people start criticising, saying, why is he on the bench? You want game changers on the bench, you've got to put them on the bench and leave them out of the team. And Quite simple. And g- 
and again, didn't we have game change on the bench? Right, exactly. Ericsson come off and score a goal. Uh, come on and score a goal. Son, Son, Son come off and change the game as well. And they're um, fresh for Sunday. And they are fresh for Sunday. Yeah, exactly. I've got another one here. So if I can just hog the hog the questions for a sec. Um, uh, Nick Donovan at Music MyGF says, "What was happening in the final third during the first eighty minutes?" Um, so I, I suppose that may be lack of being clinical. I mean, we did at the bar, Nick. To be fair, through, through Harry Winks. What, what do you think, Rick? I think, to be fair, you know, it was like you said, Lee. I think it's domination. We uh, dominated the game, and we? it was just without, I think, having that clinical. What you said in the final third. I think Ericsson's introduction, you know, turned this Spurs team around. You could, I just make the point. I'm sure I'll bring on to Ericsson later in the show, but this guy is so important to this Spurs side. He's the heartbeat of it, as I've mentioned during the last weeks. We have to do anything in our power to make sure we get this guy down to a new deal. So key to the club. And we 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 beat Chelsea because they defended like idiots, and Inter Milan defended really well. And you have to give them a little bit of credit. They definitely come for a point, didn't they? They're part of the bus. It was almost like playing, uh, playing West Brom at times. <laughs> but I'm not being funny. I mean, we absolutely annihilated them. Yeah, okay, the possession was quite close. And to be fair, so when we scored, they started to play a little bit more, didn't they, to, to be honest? You, you wonder if the game... Look, at, at, do you know what? You don't wonder if the game would have been different. That matter. We won. Exactly what we needed to do. Off. Up the Spurs. Just keep going. Let's take a call. Carlos is on the line. Hi, Carlos. Hi there. Hello, fellas. Good Hello, Carlos. Hi. Hello, Carlos. Hey guys, just a couple of points. Um, the first one is because we obviously beat Chelsea and we beat, we beat convincingly. Do we think now that, you know, if that had been a cup semi final, how do we think we go? Do we think there's been a shift in mentality having beaten United away and now Chelsea so convincingly? And my second point is just more of a point, really, it's just rather than a question is. I think, you know, early in the season, everyone's sitting there criticising Riccio, um, you know, about his tactics, his, you know, the way the team are playing. And even you heard some, some folks actually question, you know, whether he, his job was under threat. And then all of a sudden, you know, a few weeks down the line, the, you know, the performances have improved and we're looking like a great side again. And I just kind of think it's a point where maybe we all need to just stop for a second and just take a check on he's clearly the best manager we've had in years so just those two two points guys yeah, look, I mean, obviously, we, you know, we came into the new campaign um, without new additions. And um, we've obviously mentioned that he's, you know, he's just done a brilliant job with, with what he's got. I, I think when we started the season, we did start quite slowly. But, you know, we have really picked up over recent weeks. And um, I think it's kind of always been the way with Pochettino since he's been here. We've always started slowly. So it was never really a worry. But, um, yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, the last few weeks, you know, he's really starting to get the best out of players. I think we've seen even Harry Kane's. Starting a real, starting to finally get going. Although he's not getting the goals, he's starting to be a big influence again. You know, his hold-up play is fantastic. Um, yeah, and obviously, you know, you could look at likes of Ericsson who's picking up as well. Delhi's picking up. So, yeah, I think I think it's just a case of the players really picking up. And you know, I think we've seen it before with Spurs that we start to pick up at this I would, stage. Of I would say as well, it's incredibly fine margins with with the tactical plans and things. Pochettino gets gets a lot of praise this morning because he's he's left Ericsson and Son out. They've come off the bench. They've had an impact. If Ericsson doesn't score, we lose. We don't win that game last night. Exactly the same scenario. Scenario and he's getting absolutely blasted. It's tiny, tiny margins. We talk about that all the time, don't we? Like <laughs> fine margins, you know, it's his percentages and all that sort of stuff. I think you've, you raise a really good point, Carlos, to be fair. For, for me, I, I mean, one, a friend of the show, actually, on, on Twitter, Dave Ellis, uh, actually uh, summed up perfectly in the week before.
before the game, and he, he actually tweeted and said, um, "So what's going to happen if if Tottenham Hotspur beat uh, uh, beat uh, Chelsea, for example? If everyone's going to be like we're amazing, and if Tottenham Hotspur, uh, Hotspur lose against Chelsea, everyone's going to be sack the manager and sack all the players off. And like you say, it's fine margins. And again, yesterday, there's no easy game. But I think Pochettino summed up brilliantly as well. You don't get a present in the Champions League, right? You have to earn it and work for it. And we did. And for me, we were, it was a brilliant tactical performance, brilliant performance from the players. Well done, team. Right. Uh, Carlos, thank you so much for your call this evening. We're going to have to uh, skip over to another line. Keep them coming in. 0208 70 25 58. Let's talk now to Andrew. He's a Spurs fan in Edinburgh. Evening, Andrew. How are we getting on? How's everyone doing? Yeah, Hello, Andrew. Not bad, bad yourself? Bad. Yeah, really good. Thanks. Really good. Yeah. Buzzing off the back oh, of uh, we all are. Believe us. two results. Yeah. It's amazing. So, obviously, there seems to be a real glow around Spurs at the moment. I don't want to sort of draw on any negatives at all, but one thing that really stood out for me from last night's performance was Eric Lamella. Now, you can't question his commitment and his energy and his passion for Spurs, but sometimes there appears to be a bit of a question mark over his decision-making, particularly going in for tackles yep. where he doesn't, you know, he's never really got a, a clear chance of winning the ball, and he, he sometimes he, he can be reckless. I just wanted to know what the panel's thoughts were on, on Eric, and do you feel that Pochettino can contain him? Do you know what, Andrew? It's a great point, because um, last night when I was watching the game, and the thing with Eric, I, I love him, I adore him, he's one of my favourite players at the club and he plays the game similar to Deli Alley he plays it on the edge you know he's one of those guys that he has that element to his game and I think if you take that out of his game you're going to lose part of the player but what he has to do the same way Deli Alley has done it is he has to try and channel that and you know if he can do that then that's fantastic I mean, we've seen Ali this season he really has kind of mellowed in certain situations where there's been the opportunity for him maybe to have lashed out or to have reacted he really really has managed to keep himself under control so for me Lamella's a fine player I love him I adore him but I agree with you that he's going to have to cut that out of his game because last night if we lose him we're a player down it could be a completely different game yeah, Andrew, I think he's, I think he's a good point. I, I've, I questioned a couple of times Lamella's decision-making, uh, which is what you've just uh, kind of raised. And I think all of the points, I agree with what Rick said and what you said as well, but the decision-making piece sometimes, I think that's what we need to improve on. For, for me, that's only going to get um, better and better the more and more he plays. Um, I think Poch was, is right to rotate the squad as he is doing at the moment, but Lamella is arguably started the best he's ever started and played the Spot best on. he's ever played so Spot far on. on a Spurs shirt so long may that continue but I do agree with you Andrew to be fair Thank you very much for your call this evening Andrew unfortunately we are we are so so tight on time we've got Dan Anderson uh, joining us a little bit later on so make sure you stick around for that uh, AC Milan have got f- gone 5-2 up at home to F91 Doudelange do you know them Lee? No I don't actually but after the 5-5 last night you never know what can happen in football <laughs> Come on, Doudelange. Uh, very quickly, if you're paying too much for your energy bills and insurance, you could save hundreds of pounds by shopping around. Find out just how much you could save by going to a spokesmanset.com. Search for the cheapest deals on your energy bills and the best value for your home, car, and travel insurance. Don't take our word for it. There's hundreds of spokesmen say customers who have saved big. Brian from Derbyshire saved 400 pounds on his energy bills. Jim in Glasgow, whopping 600 pounds. Kurt from Surrey saved over 300 pounds on his home insurance. And Tony from Northampton saved a massive £2,800 on his energy bills. Don't pay the price for not shopping around. Head over to spokesmanset.com and you could be saving money on your bills in time for Christmas. We'll take a short pause and we'll be bringing down Anderton very, very shortly on Love Sport. This is Love Sport.
don't know what lyrics you're singing to this song, but it ain't Man in the Mirror. It's not. This mirror. is Stone Roses, mate. Oh, sorry. I got. I was getting really confused, Alan. Anyway, uh, it's Love Sport Radio with last word on Spurs. Delighted to welcome a man on. I mean, you know, to give you the definitive preview to this weekend's North London derby, we've got a man who played in uh, a few of them, who witnessed some brilliant uh, brilliant afternoons at the lane, if you like. His name is Mr. Darren Anderson. He joins us right now on the line. Darren, how are you, pal? Oh, I think the line's... Uh, is Danny, Danny still there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, sorry about that. We thought we lost you there. Darren Anderson with us on Love Sport Radio. Um, first and foremost, you've got to tell us, you know, as uh, as, as a former Spurs man watching them this week, it must give you a, a a good feeling, you know, the first the game against Chelsea and then Pochettino pulling it out of the bag yesterday. Yeah, for sure. Thank you. People keep talking about Spurs. Spurs, you know, and then... I'll tell you what. What we're going to do is we'll, uh, we'll 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 bring Darren back on another line. Unfortunately, uh, yeah, it's quite quite a poor line. We we had a uh, uh, an interview at one point where I'm not even, I'm not going to reveal who the guest was, but the line was poor, and he said that he was uh, he was in the toilet, and he actually had one of those phones, you know, like built in. Well, it's brilliant. It's money there. It's money. It's money. Yeah. Uh, let's talk now. Uh, let's go back to Darren. Darren, you with us? Yes, how you doing? Oh, brilliant. Sorry about that. I think uh, we had a couple of gremlins no problem, in the no system, pal. But yeah, going back to it, a brilliant week for the Spurs. Yeah, it certainly was. I mean, the Chelsea performance uh, was unbelievable, really. I think, yeah. Everyone talking about their start and how well they've been doing and people have been talking about Spurs not doing great, really. Um, you know, with a couple of tough results in the Champions League. But the way they got at Chelsea, Chelsea basically couldn't live with them. I thought they were outstanding. And uh, a different sort of game against Inter Milan, where they really had to grind it out. Yeah. An old, old school Italian performance from I thought, came for the draw, and it was as simple as that. But Spurs got, you know, they ground their way through it and uh, got the result that they deserved on the night. Darren's out of interest, Ricky Sachs here. I just wonder when you're watching this Spurs team this season, and against, we've mentioned it, the, the previous couple of games and the Champions League, the way the, the team has now grounded out those results, do you think this team is, is showing a different side to it than they did last year when we talk about maybe that times that Pochettino hasn't changed games quick enough, there's been like a lack of in game management? Do you think he is starting to learn and this team are starting to evolve because this group have been together for quite a number of years now and you just kind of wonder, is there going to be something at the end of this wonderful journey with a great manager, great set of players? Are we now maybe starting to see something very special forming here with this Spurs group? Well, I certainly hope so. And I think we've kind of been saying that probably over the last two or three years. There's been periods where they've been unplayable. They've been outstanding and, and then just, you know, maybe fallen a little bit short when, like you say there, you know, when it comes to winning trophies and, and you know, getting to cup finals or, or going on and winning the Premier League, we all know that's what it's all about. It's not easy. But in terms of the manager, I think we, you know, myself, I totally trust him. And you know, the way he's gone about things has been fantastic. He hasn't got the same budget that those, you know, Manchester City and Chelsea and Manchester United have. And he's done it in a in, in a different sort of way, and I think a, a way that maybe the fans appreciate. I think that it's young players being bedded in, uh, growing up, you know, growing into it together, and a real team ethic as well as wonderfully talented players. I think, uh, of course, everyone was very worried in the summer when there's no signings and that sort of thing. But 
for me, I, I wasn't. For me, the most important thing is to keep that team together. It's a it's a young team, still loads of potential, but would like to see that potential turn into uh, winning something, of course. Darren, it, it, it's Jason here. We had uh, we had the inevitable thing about Christian Eriksen being left out last night, but but how important is it from somebody who who suffered a lot of injuries and had to play through injuries and such yourself in your Spurs time? How important is it that fans understand that that players need resting at times, even if they think that they're fit? It's the manager that knows, and it's important to keep those players being able to 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 go through those injury periods, isn't it? Yeah, God, I wish I knew that back in the day. I wish someone told me to stop playing mm. <laughs> some of the injuries I had. and Because uh, I know that, of course, all I did was make things ten times worse. Uh, different sort of squad back then, I would say, in terms of the, what we had. And, um, you know, if I wasn't playing, then you know, the, the squad and players to come in were nowhere near as strong as what uh, the club have now. The, the resources that they have and the players that are on the bench. I mean, you know, I, I, I was with you. You know, I was watching... The game, and I was saying, oh, no, no, Christian's not playing, you know, Son's not playing after the other night. But then look at the players, you know, look at Lamella. He's, had a, he's, had a, he's really come back well this year after a tough time with injuries. Uh, great to see him doing well. But of course, it's all about managing injuries, you know, you, in the game today. There are so many. That's why the squads are so big. Um, like I said earlier, you've got to trust the manager. He, he knows best. He's, he, he's doing a great job. We all, you know, when I turn on the TV or whatever, or I go to games, I want to watch Christian Eriksen play every week. I think he's different class. And But unfortunately, you know, if you're not quite right, you know, you've got to, you've got to manage it. You can't, you can't force these things. And if you do, it can really come back and hurt you. Maybe a player will be out for two or three months. Yeah, just keeping it on uh, Christian Eriksen, I think obviously one thing, you know, whether he signing a new contract, how important is he for Spurs? And how important is it that he signs a new deal for Spurs? Yeah, I'd say a bit of both. I think uh, people will keep talking about it. People will keep asking the question when he doesn't sign a new deal. Why is that? Is he not committed? Does he want to move on? Is he looking yeah, looking for a fresh challenge? Uh, for me, in terms of, of that, of course, I would love to see him sign. And, and in terms of his importance to Spurs, I think he's the one who's got that little bit extra in the final third. When teams do come to Wembley or come to White Hart Lane, they sit there and there's 10 men behind the ball. It's his quality in that final third that I can really make things happen out of nothing. And uh, I think he has those other talented players, in my opinion. I think he makes, makes so many goals and the assists he has uh, certainly show that. So, for me, I've, I've said it for many, you know, a few years now. He's one of, he is the kid if not the key player, one of the most important players in that team. Darren, uh, hi, uh, Lee McQueen here. We we actually funny quick funny talk. We actually met at Wimbledon a couple of years back, um, which is which, which is oh, yeah. awesome, awesome for me, mate. I was absolutely loving it. You're a legend. Um, so uh, yeah, h- hello again. Um, yeah, I, I just wanted to kind of ask. I mean, you've uh, you've played in in um, in some brilliant teams, you know, for for Tottenham and also for for, for England as well. Um, you know, from from what we remember, and scored some some wonderful goals. Um, have you got a view? I know it's a slightly different position, but have you got a view? On, on Harry Winks at all because obviously he's one of our own he's come through the system uh, you know he, he struck that ball last night he's hit the bar it was, it was dipping it was, looked like it was going miles yeah. over a, a, a goal or a shot that, that I would attribute to, to you in, in, in days gone by so I just yeah. wondered do, do you think Harry Winks is a real deal Darren? I think he is 
just absolutely different class. I love the way he plays the game. Um, I think if you watch the way he passes the ball, it's never sloppy. It's always fizzed in at pace. Uh, almost the way I used to watch, you know, the United boys ping the ball about Scolzi and that. It's just mm. he controls it correctly. He always wants the ball. Um, and in terms of a player that's you know one of our own, I mean, I don't love that. I mean, I used to room with Dean Austin when I was playing, and you know he's from Hemel, and I know that he knew how he was a, a young kid, and has always always mentioned him to me that he's you know different class. So uh, to come into the team and into a good team to break into that team is not easy, and he keeps doing the right things. He's had a tough break within with the injury. He, last yeah, of course, because he's had the injuries um, as well, hasn't he, with his ankles and whatever. Yeah, exactly, and he's missed out. You know, missed out on the World Cup. I think he's a, he's, he's got such a good manner about him. I love I love the way he plays the game, and he's I would say sometimes goes unnoticed. That yeah. real quality, well, I, that, no matter what game it is, whether it's away to to Huddersfield or at home to Barcelona, you'll get the same performance. Yeah, no, I, I agree. That's why I asked. Great, great to hear your thoughts. Um, back to back London derbies, Darren. Give us some of your North London derby memories, pal. Yep. Not many. <laughs> I don't think we ever beat Chelsea. <laughs> uh, I used to actually love looking looking at those games, especially the Arsenal game. I think that was the game that I used to the most. Scored a hybrid, uh, didn't you, Darren? You scored a hybrid. Scored a couple of hybrid. That's yeah, it. Uh, run away from Tony Adams. Not sure that's anything to shout about, but yeah. oh, it, it was <laughs> then, though. I think Tony was a good uh, defender. Do, do, back do, then. do you know what? As 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 a Tottenham like as as a Tottenham player, did you hear the um, the hybrid screamer? Do you remember the Highbury screamer, Jason? Do you, do you remember that? Remember him, Every mate. time someone scored a goal against Arsenal, oh, there used video. to be that yes, lady who used screaming. to scream behind oh, the goal. Yeah, yeah. Do you remember? Did you did you hear the Highbury yeah. screamer when you were running away with your celebration? Maybe I can't. I, I can't remember really. I was too busy giving it giving it loads. That's what we love. That's what we want to hear. That's brilliant. <laughs> I, but no, for me, I, it was a game I always loved playing in. Uh, yeah, Arsenal. You know, once Arsene Wenger came in, bloody. I mean, he was did great things for them. Um, unfortunately, we got Christian Gross, but uh, <laughs> that's another story. But I just <laughs> with, with his training. Uh, I just love playing the game. The, the intensity of the game, the way it started, tackles flying in. You needed to be on your game, otherwise you're getting a, a clump or you're getting the ball one off you. It was. I, I loved it. I always thought it was different class, and you know, over the years, most games probably ended in draws and that sort of thing. And the importance of it from my very first season, and we ended up losing in the FA Cup semi-final. I think that hatred started. You know, I I, I certainly got that hatred straight, straight away. Absolutely. So, and it's still the same now. Can't wait for the game at the weekend. Darren, hypothetical question: If there, if there would have been the opportunity for you to play under Maurizio Pochettino. In what you maybe consider your your best Spurs side at the time you was in, how far do you reckon, or what would you maybe achieved under him? If I is that a hard question to put to you? What do you think? Yeah, I think it is. I, I, I mean, if he had the players that we had, who, who knows? I think um, there was yeah, teams there that I had at times. That I thought, oh, well, this is a pr- proper thing. Mm. sometimes where you know some of our top top players. Uh, moved on and then we really really struggled to get the right players in to replace them um, and then there was a spell where obviously we changed the manager a few times so we never had that but for me I mean what, what a manager I was very fortunate to play under some good managers as well I think you know, Gary Venables had stayed at, you know after that first year I was there in 92-93 I think we'd have gone on and 
unchallenged uh, over the next few years, absolutely no doubt about it, and that was a big disappointment for me. So uh, if Pochettino was in charge of that team and with those players and then brought in other players to, to supplement the, you know, those wonderful players we had, we, we would have done, I'm sure, a lot better than we did. Just a quick one for you, Darren. I believe the assistant manager's job's available at Macclesfield to go and work with one of your former teammates. <laughs> do, you, uh, do you fancy that crack, or, or you're giving that a miss? I'm probably going to give that a miss. I'm probably <laughs> play, I love the way you said that. I'm, I'm, look, I'm, look, I'm, look, I'm looking to maybe go and play Pebble Beach tomorrow. So <laughs> Good work. And uh, is Silverware on the horizon for Pochettino and Co this season, Darren? I think it is. I think it's. Uh, I think there's a, a great chance. It's, it's never easy, is it? Uh, uh, we're certainly going in the right direction. It's. Um, it's. It's great to see. I can't wait to get, get into the new stadium, uh, and then you know, who knows where we can go from there. I think. It, I think if I was a player anywhere else, Tottenham Club, I would love to play for. Come, you know, come and join. Dan Anderson, you're an absolute gentleman. Thank Shall you so legend. much Cheers, for Darren. joining Cheers, us Darren. this evening. Dan Anderson with us on Last Word on Spurs on Love Sport. Love Sport, 558am. Thursdays are the new Friday on Love Sport Radio. Even we're, get, we're getting the big tunes in. Paddy, Paddy's enjoying them. I can tell you, you can just see Vine just shaking his head a bit, yet yeah, tapping his foot. You know, he's enjoying them. Lee McQueen's got the erotic dancing going. I love a bit of rock guitar. Also, on a Thursday night, guess what else happens? Arsenal play, didn't they? Oh. <laughs> Speaking of which, they are, they, they've beaten Vorskla Poltava by three goals to know in the Europa League. Let me run through a few of the scores for you. Bayer Leverkusen 1, Ludogorets 1, Zurich 1, AEK Larnaca 2, uh, Stanley Edge Sevilla is an 8 o'clock kickoff. Uh, Bate Borisov have beaten Molvidi by two goals to know. Big result, Ma- Massive. You know that Molvidi? <laughs> Fancy him. <laughs> Uh, they're also in, uh, in in that group. Chelsea uh, are, are in that group. Well, talking that's funny actually. Something else happens on a Thursday night. Do you know what that is, Aaron? Chelsea players, well, they? They're playing tonight at eight o'clock. They're taking on PAOK Salonica. Uh, Red Bull Salzburg one. Red Bull Leipzig nil. Rosenborg nil. Celtic one. Ninety-five minutes gone there. Bordeaux two. Slavia Prague nil. Zenit Saint Petersburg one. Copenhagen nil. Uh, Fenerbahce nil. Dinamo Zagreb nil. Nil nil between Anderlecht and Spartak Tavana. FK Karabag one. Sporting Lisbon six. Wow, that is a big result in Arsenal's group. Big. <laughs> <laughs> Lee McQueen Thursdays. We've got to rename this show. Lee McQueen Thursdays. Uh, it di- we, we didn't get the 5-5 we wanted in Group F. It finished <laughs> AC Milan 5, F91, Doodle Launch 2. Let's cross over to the States and let's talk to Sam. How are you, Sam? I'm well. How are you guys? Uh, yes, Sammy, Sam. not bad. How are you? I'm well. I'm well. Man, I've been trying to call you guys for weeks on end. And just something invariably comes up between the two hours that you're on and I'm unable to call. But I made it today. Oh, I good. made it. Glad to have you on, Sammy. So, I got... Well, my man, I got I got some thoughts, and I have a question. I'll start with my thoughts. Uh, I don't know how many times you've watched Saturday's match, but I've watched it probably more times than I've watched any match that I can remember. <laughs> you get in the DVD. My biggest takeaway. <laughs> no DVD, right? no Sammy. Yeah, I know, I know. And I, and I thought I thought about that every time I was watching. I was like, oh my god, I'm like creating my own DVD. <laughs> um, but but my biggest takeaway was that this was. God 
dare I say it, a, a bit of a cup final, a bit of an inflection point, if you will. And I felt like that was, I came away thinking that was the most professional, I mean, from A to Z, players, coaches, everybody in, 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 involved, the most professional performance that we've had. I, I came away thinking, wow, like we've grown. We've grown as a manager. We've grown as a coaching staff. We've, we've grown as players. And, you know, for the four or five times that I watched that match, I mean, some glorious, glorious football, but there's still room to improve. So those are my takeaways. Um, but I have a question for you. If you go look at the, the goal that Giroud scored, there's absolutely no way, if you simulate that play a hundred times, Foyt is never, ever, ever going to be able to, to go up against Giroud and challenge him for that header. So assuming that he continues his progression, what are we going to need to do tactically to avoid those situations where a larger player like a Giroud is good in the air is just going to dominate more times than not against a player like Foyt? Well, the first thing you've got to do is stop the ball coming into the box. That's the, that's the absolute requirement from out wide. Stop that ball uh, coming into the rules. box. And, and, and that's, that's the essential thing you have to do, mate. And, so, you know, it's, it's the same because it's, it's not just Foyth. It's Toby's not great in the air. If Toby has a weakness, it's it's in the air. You know, Jan's not a six foot five central defender. Uh, Davinson Sanchez, I think, is comfortable with it. But and Hugo's not always a goalkeeper that that pegs it off his line. So I think you know the the first requisite is to stop it coming into the box. Yeah, um, I'll tell you what, Sam, we're going to have to leave that there, pal. I'm sorry to say you called at the wrong time. We've actually got to go uh, to the news. Um, Ricky, got any points to make off the back of that? Well, I think, Sammy, you know, we're massive fans of Hotspur America. We love that show. I, I have to echo Jason's thoughts. You know, the most important thing you do is you stop the ball going into the box, and that way then you don't get into that situation. You know, Foy, for me, is going to get on those weights. You look at the way Lamella's bulked up, Harry Kane's bulked up. The same with Wan Foy, if he needs to go and get on those weights. But even still, there's still maybe a height disadvantage. But I've got real high hopes for Wan Foy. If I think we know the situation with Adderfield and uh, Adderfield and Yamba Tong, and both of them are kind of coming towards the end of their contracts. Therefore, it's great to see this kind of young guy coming through in Wan Foy, who I think has got a massive future at the club. And he's, you know, learning so much from the likes of Sanchez, Vatong and Adderfield, and of course, Pochettino. Uh, Gavin has tweeted in saying, is that Tom Carroll with you in the studio? <laughs> Does he mean well, yeah, Jamie I mean, from yeah, Daily Hotspur? Yeah, Jamie from Daily Hotspur. I think, yeah, I've been told. He's taking appearance Foyt. fees. He'll take any... Foyt now, Tom Carroll. Yeah, I've been, I get Tom Carroll quite a lot, actually. So, um, yeah. yeah, very, very, very quickly. Graham Butler's tweeted in saying, a good servant to Spurs was Shaggy. Shame he had so many niggly injuries. Shaggy? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Darren. Mate, <laughs> mate, the last time you did an impression on some form of air, you nearly lost 100 grand worth of job. <laughs> don't do it again. <laughs> 7.57, we're going to break his love sport. They dare to do. And the Lily Whites are going to score on you. They're no angels, but this season, Harry and the boys are going for gold. From White Hart Lane to Wembley, Spurs will always be North London's finest. It's the Tottenham Hotspurs fans show on Love Sport. Enough to make your heart go. Oh, 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 we don't care what the other teams say. What the hell do we care? But we only 
That's genuinely like the best thing that happens on like a Tuesday slash Thursday evening. It's just my favourite bit's coming up actually. Wait one minute. Hold on a minute, you can bring it down a bit. This last ball radio with you. Hold on a minute. Yeah, this is my favourite bit. In the car, <laughs> in the semi-final. In first. the car. Yeah, he's right. Car. No, we were in the semi-final. Look out the group first. <laughs> <laughs> it's Last Sport Radio with Last Word on Spurs. My name's Arab. Win the cup. Jace is here from uh, Last Word on Spurs. Ricky Sachs in the building as well. Lee McQueen. Uh, we've heard Alan Sugar's filing papers for a refund at the moment because he's just... <laughs> Is, is that the reverse pterodactyl? It's a little, it's a little like a little quiet baby one. Baby. T- <laughs> well, how did you pick up that impression? What if you're if you're lucky, Aaron, mm. by Christmas time we might throw a big one out there. Oh. See what happens. See what happens, mate. You stay joking. tuned. That's why they keep the listeners stay, on. Yeah, stay on tuned. It'll either switch them on or switch them off. It'll be one of the two. Take us off air. One of the two. Uh, and guess who's like he's joined back. us? Right, he's mate. back. Jamie from Daily Hotspur oh, slash one boy slash Tom Tom Carroll. Mate, it's not a slash. Anyway, yeah, there are many, mate. Plenty. Um, can we keep the bed under? Because I, I really enjoy this song. And you know what we're gonna do? We're gonna have a let's have a listener question. Who's got one? Who's got one? I've got, I've got one. I've got, uh, I've got. A few. We've got loads actually. Fantastic. Keep coming in. So Honestly, it's fantastic. Trying to get them through all, all of them. Uh, I'm, I'm going to pick up Dave Ellis's uh, one, a friend of the show as well, Dave Ellis at fullback 03. Um, what he's asking is versus Arsenal. What is our defence, I suppose? Is he? He's looking at Vertonghen and Alderweireld, uh, Foyth and Alderweireld, um, Vertonghen, Foyth and Alderweireld, or all three. What 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 are we kind of picking here, lads? It's a, it's a tough decision. I think I think probably the first one will definitely be Alderweireld. Yeah, I definitely. think he will play. Yeah, who's he partnering, Vertonghen or Foyth? I think if Vertonghen is fit enough to play. I have to. Yeah, I have to play Blaine. I have to play Yan. Yeah, For me, you'd have got to play Vertonghen. Yeah, you got. You'd, you'd probably play Yan. But you know, we say Musa Soko is undroppable. I think for one point, really not mm. put a foot out of line, so it'd be harsh to drop him as well. I mean, obviously, you know, he's, he's now it was a little bit rash for me, Jay. In the previous game, yeah. summers, it was a little bit rash. We lucky to not give away a penalty. I think the kid no, looks great. He's got a lot to learn. But I think for this game against Arsenal, you've got to be so focused yeah, on the ball. Sure, sure. That's why I'd have Vertonghen out of Vera for me. And we're we're playing a back. We're playing a back four, aren't we? Yeah, yeah back we? four. Yeah. yeah. I think the other big question would be. Uh, potentially the left back position, I think. You know, 100%. Does, does Danny yep. Rose come back into the team. Well, can I just say on the Rose question, we've had one here from Andre Blackman. Jay's just shaking his head already. Loser, he's not a massive Danny Rose fan, as you know, out there. Um, he says, Do you think Danny Rose making the bench shows he's ready to start against Arsenal, or will Davis get even more minutes after another quietly solid performance? And to be fair, you're right there, Andre. I do honestly believe Davis has shown in the recent weeks quietly he's gone about his business, he's played well. But for me, Danny Rose, if. It's the Danny Rose that we saw prior to him getting injured, where he was just getting back into form. Yeah. I would chuck him in, because what Rose offers you, different to Davis, is he offers you a real dynamic threat down the left-hand side, which Davis doesn't offer. I think the official term is outlet. Outlet. All right, we'll go about we'll it, Aaron. We'll go with that. We can define it like that. But I think, like I say... Isn't that like a shopping centre in America or something? It's also, cheap, it's also when you've got... Football terminology. It's, it's, it's also when you've got a full-back who can cross it in. And Jason's not going to give you the reason why he wants Ben Davis. Oh, I thought outlet was those cheap second stores that you know nobody wants the first goods or couldn't <laughs> want them in the first. So you take the outlet store to to take the second option. Nothing wrong with that. Tell me, Jay. So for you, you're going to no, rather pick Davis. If 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 it was two or three weeks' time, I think it's a different question. He's been out a long time. Again, it's Arsenal away, and you've got to be absolutely on your game straight away for me. Does it not concern what, you with Davis though? Lee, you well, I was going to say, say, what's really interesting, if you remember this time last season, mm. he was he dropped or benched or you know injured whatever, but he was fit 
And he kicked off a little bit, didn't he, Danny Rose? Because he, he didn't get paid. That's right. Uh, he didn't get paid. Squad. He probably did. Probably, yeah. <laughs> quite a lot, actually. Handsomely as well. But yeah, no, he didn't get he didn't get picked, did he, to uh, to play the game. So it's quite interesting. I I, I think he'd go with Ben Davis personally. I th- I'd say Barcelona away, Arsenal away, Carabao Cup. Different different question. Yeah. This Sunday, I think, is just a bit too early. I've got, I mean, I kind of have a slight hunch that it will be Rose, I think. Obviously, you know, you look at the amount of games that Davis it's has played in a week, in a row, isn't it? We've been so third in a week. Huge amount of games. Um, he wasn't scared to bring Yamba Tongan back in quickly as well. So, I think, for me, I think it will be Rose that uh, uh, Pochettino. He... he- to, to be fair, actually, Jay, sorry to uh, uh, cut you across there, but he actually uh, did pick Danny Rose, didn't he, for the Man United game, um, which, right. was, which was a bit of a surprise. And actually, uh, we've got another question here uh, from Just Julie. Who'd be in your starting eleven for Sunday's game versus the, uh, well, I'll say the Arsenal. Uh, <laughs> she she didn't use them words. But but ultimately, because we're talking about that, mm. then we, we may as well have a look. I mean, we've kind of, we're have going with uh, Lloris, right? Nobody yeah, of course. Yeah, I mean, for me, if we're looking at defensive options, we discussed, obviously, centre-backs. For me, right-back, as we've discussed as well on this show, Sergio has come on for me and if it was last season I probably would say no I'd probably have Trippier there because he's more stable but Ori has shown a different side to him this season and I think he we'll use Aaron's word outlet he does offer you that on the right hand side and you know his pace going up that flank I think he's a real good option he's shown couple of outlets here couple, couple of outlets. outlets but he's shown himself to be stable Lee do you not agree would you not have would you not have Ori in that team uh, yeah no I, I do agree with you I, I think for, for me it's Lloris it's Ben Davis uh, Serge Aurier Yang Vertonghen and Toby Alderweireld. I think I think that's where 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 he will go, and I think that's what I would pick as well. To be fair, Jack, you, you going with Rose, Rose Jane? I think I'll go with Rose, and then obviously we move into the midfield, don't we? Um, oh, just on the, the Rose thing. Yeah, I would, the other thing I would say is Yang Vertonghen's only just back, so to have Vertonghen yeah, just yeah, back true. and Rose who hasn't come back yet in that game is a big ask. So do you trust Foyth though, Jace? No, I, I would yeah, go with no, Vertonghen. Would oh, you go with Vertonghen? Right, yeah, but yeah. I wouldn't go with Vertonghen and Rose. Yeah. Right, okay. Maybe Rose would play if it was fourth. You, you just want to see Davies at left back. No, it, it's <laughs> I w- <laughs> mate. I want to beat Arsenal, and I want the best team Fair on the play. pitch that can beat them. The, the, the thing I like about Danny Rose is, you know, I, you know, he's obviously been with the club for so long, and I always like having a player in the team that just knows, Gets it, he? Gets that it. knows mm. what the North London derby is all about. And I think Danny Rose will kind of really bring that to the team. And now, obviously, we are picking uh, picking the eleven from, from Just Julie as well. First name on a team sheet, lads. It's okay. well, it's got to it's, it? it's, it's crazy. Listen, we're six, seven weeks on here from when we were on here. I won't say the word battering him, but we were saying the guy probably is one of the weakest players in the squads. Full credit to him. Sissoko and Winks in midfield. Ooh, uh, well, obviously rested Dyer yesterday, didn't he? So he did. I'm sure Dyer will come back into the team. And he obviously had a great game, you know, last time out. So um, I think he'll be against Chelsea. Sorry, um, and I think he'll should be straight back into the team. Um, yeah, and obviously Sissoko doing brilliant at the moment. You know, he's coming, and um, I think really he's just doing what Musa Dembele did. But you know, obviously he's managing. It's like a mega. It's like a mega Musa. Yeah. Like, I saw it on Twitter described as a mega moosa. That's what it's like. Someone's built. Someone's built him into he's, this robot. He's a beast, isn't he? Yeah. He's a, he is yep. a beast. Jace, what what do you think? Sissoko Dyer for me. Yeah, I, I think so. I, I think, think Sissoko Dyer. In fact, against Chelsea, you have to just remind me. Did we have Sissoko Dyer and then the front four, which, yep. which that's which, right. Yeah, which yeah. hadn't played. I think you've done a stat on the pod this week about. I think that twenty times played together. Was it Deli, Sonny, Ericsson, Ericsson, Deli and Kane? Kane. Son has yeah. to start. Oh yeah, I think that's yeah. what his start yeah. all of them, wasn't he? Surely. I think, I think Son. I, I think it's the same side that played Chelsea, with the exception yeah. I'd go over Tonga and over Foyth. Yeah. That's, that's the only change yeah, from the Chelsea lineup. Yeah, 
Brilliant stuff. Uh, Chelsea are in action tonight in the Europa League. They're playing P-A-O-K Salonica and their, uh, well, their opponents, P-A-O-K, have gone down to 10 men already inside seven minutes of that game. So Chelsea, who are playing a pretty strong side tonight, uh, I'll run you through the lineup. It's Ari Zabalaga, a.k.a. Kepa, uh, Zappa Costa, Cahill, Christensen, Emerson, Barkley, Fabregas and Loftus-Cheek with Pedro, Giroud and Hudson, Adoy as a front three. So there are a few names. Kepa will play against Spurs. Um, Loftus Cheek did Barkley. He didn't Loftus Cheek's playing. He so is playing. Ross okay. Barkley. Can uh, No, can Very interesting comments this week. Did you Did you see them mm. from from their manager from, from Sarri? Sarri? I thought it was absolutely incredible. I mean, again, just be interesting in 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 your views. If I mean, I know he's not available because he's just signed a three hundred grand a week contract, five year deal with him. But if Kante became available, surely he would walk into anybody's <laughs> if team. Any, if anyone, he's going to Real Madrid. Where else? It's Real Madrid, Barcelona. Yeah, I mean, but but what I'm saying is, he'd walk into the teams, wouldn't he? He'd walk into City, he'd walk into any of your team. I was just, I thought it was incredible that that he come, uh, Sarri come out and said that about about Kante. When actually it was, I know he's probably backing his his man, isn't he? Because he, he paid so much money for how much they paid fifty or fifty six million or whatever for Jorginho. So. I thought it was incredible, really. Just goes to show what we what we inflicted on them well, uh, if he, if the he, weekend. If he wants to come to uh, to Man United, I'm sure Mourinho will have a nice berth for him at right back or something like that. So, <laughs> hook, hook us up, give us a call, Angola. Uh, Twelve minutes past eight. This is Love Sport Radio. On the back of this, gonna have more of your listener questions, some of your tweets as well because they're flying in. Oh two oh eight seventy twenty five five eight. Look, I know it's been a bit busy tonight, but that's because we had to fit in Darren Anderton, and he's off to play Pebble Beach as well. So you know what, he, he's a, he's a busy guy. Give us a call and we'll give you some time on air. Love Sport, 558 AM. I saw Jace sort of longingly staring at the TV while Jerry Francis was on, and I just think Jace is thinking to himself, I've got to get me here like that. Oh, that's how you wish he's had that air. <laughs> you wish you had it, didn't you, Jace? No, definitely. Chrissy Waddle had it as well, didn't he? So uh, I'm but seeing Wadley on, uh, Widley Waddle on Monday, so I'll, I'll ask him. There's something quite special about a man with a mullet. No? Oh, I don't know, maybe. When we take your fancy, did you? Oh, I used to have a mullet. Yeah, you seem like the kind of kid who'd be like, you know, one of the like, Ameri- like back in the, it American, was it, it was, it you was, know, pictures of like a kid. It was kind of early two thousands, was it? Around that sort of time, like you had a bit of messy hair and a bit of a mull going on at the back. The mullet they used to call me, the mull. Did they? Yeah, mate. Love there it. you go. Look, you, you were any of those kids. I'm just showing Lisa. I was just showing us a picture of Google images mullets. here of mullets. I just put American mullet kid. There's some big ones into, in here. Into, yeah. into Google. Um, yeah. Well, you know, you you know what the mullet's all about. The front says I'm serious. The back says let's party. That's what mullet's <laughs> all about. <laughs> let's go for some more. There, there he is. Oh, what about there, he Jerry. loves a pigeon as well, doesn't he? He's, he's a massive he's pigeon racer. Yeah, he collects pigeons and he's a pigeon racer. That mullet is. Epic. It is absolutely brilliant. So, so is that hair or is it droppings? That's, that's, a, great question. that's a great question. <laughs> uh, Ricky Sachs has your listener question. Okay, so big shout out to Cameron Yale Jr. Cameron, I hope you're well. Regular listen to the show, always in it, oh, loving it, always loving it. So we can't thank you enough. He says, explain. Okay, I'll ask him in more details. So, Soko, his transformation and winning over the fans has been great to see. What do you put that down to? A consistent run of games, playing in a different position, any other reasons? I think for me. 
he's just been playing his natural position. He's a central midfielder, which is where he's at. And I've got to say, I don't know. I don't know any player in recent years I've seen that has the ability in transition to go from defence to attack. I mean, he made some lambasting runs against Inter Milan the other night, and it's great to see, isn't it, Jamie? Yeah, I mean. For me, the biggest thing is just confidence. I think that's a, such a huge thing in sport. I mean, I've, I've experienced it myself with, you know, just how big a confidence, you know, how big effect it can have on your performance. And I think, um, you know, instead of the fans getting on his back, you know, they all get behind him now. And he just looks so much more confident. You know, even a few weeks ago, you know, he'd come charging forward um, and maybe he wouldn't know what to do. But now, you know, he made a couple of, you know, he made two fantastic surges forward and twice did, made an excellent pass. So I think for me, it's just a huge amount of confidence that he's managed to get. I think one of the, the big things I would say is that when when Pochettino said, I think last year, about Moussa Sissoko, he's one of our best players in transitions. Most Spurs fans absolutely ripped Pochettino for that and said, you know, what, what transitions? Perhaps now we can see what Pochettino can see. I think he's, he's actually been a lot better than... <laughs> He's having a fantastic run of form at the moment. We've never seen this Sissoko, but I thought it, there were stages, even at the back end of mm. last season, where he was playing better than, you know, the Swansea Cup tie last year, when the fans were starting to sing his name, I think, yeah. away West, at Swansea. West Ham as well, wasn't it, as well, West well last away, year? Everton well. away, played yeah, really he did, well. he did. But, but such was the, the level of negativity around him, that if he had like a 7 out of 10 last year, it was still portrayed as a yeah, 4 out of yeah, 10. Yeah, 4 game. out of 10, yeah. You know, Moussa Sissoko's got to play at 9 or 10 out of 10 is, to get any credit. Is he one of them players? Is he like um, someone who's a bit unfashionable, who you probably paid a bit too much money well, for? Same as Lamella, is he basically yeah. like Marouane Fellaini? Yeah, because yeah, you know, I think you're spot on there because I think it's very easy to kind of get on a player's back just because of a, of a price tag, and that's exactly what happened. He came through the door, and I guarantee you, Spurs, Spurs paid 15 million for him. He wouldn't have had anywhere near the hard amount of time he would have done. I don't think. Uh, Lee, do you know what I mean? Yeah, I, I agree. I think the, th the thing is, right? It's such a balance. We talk about fine lines and everything like that. It's such a balance. Every single Tottenham fan that's listening to us right now wanted a signing in the summer. I, I'm actually still fed up with still talking about signings, but I bring them up because if we'd have made loads of signings, spent loads of money like Liverpool and all these other... When would Sissoko have shown us his form? When would he have done that? When would Harry Winks come through the ranks? When would the younger players... I know you've got a question out. When would that have happened? And the reality is, Jamie talks about it's about two, three, three weeks ago, talks about you know a new signing coming in, lifts the dressing room. Do you think Sissoko ain't lifted the dressing room now to what he's done now. It's actually a better well, story all around. So we can say sit here and say we fluked it, but we didn't because we spent 30 million on him. He was a good player. We just now got the best out of him like Poch does. You've got to give the guys some, some time and some credit. And Lamella the same thing as well actually, but probably a little bit longer. I think he said as well in the, the inter pre-match conference that Soko did he said himself that he prefers to play centrally he's not a winger he's, you know, he's, he's not a winger we're now seeing him perhaps in the position he wants to play in where he, you, he did have good games for Newcastle he wasn't rubbish at Newcastle every week and you don't Winch get 50, us, didn't he that last game of the season didn't he and you don't get 50 caps for France amongst Matuidi and Pogba's and Dimitri Payet's and things if you're a really poor player I totally agree. And what's really interesting as well, I totally agree that his best position is where he's playing. I think he's, I'm, I'm, 
I'm talking with a smile on face. I criticise Musa Sissoko. I would never, I would never boo or anything like that. A player when they put the Tottenham shirt on, you've said it loads of times. And credit to you, Jace. You always said that um, that we support that person. But you know, I, w- I was critical of him. So there's nothing better that I like is actually being proven wrong in that way because it's so positive for him. But what's ironic about the whole conversation really is the goal that happened last night come from Musa Sissoko powering down the right hand wing, which yeah. is quite ironic, isn't it? You know, but. Um, f- Absolutely fantastic. And I think, Jamie, you touched upon it earlier. Confidence in sport, in business, in life is absolutely critical. And Pochettino just seems to uh, allow his players to absorb that, which is something that we touched on last uh, uh, last week, Aaron, with your, with your guys and Jose, that he, he kind of saps out that, that confidence and, and, and Pochettino and, and the likes don't. We, we talk about consistency and the need to... to give players a fair run as well and I think Pochettino's done that with Tissoko whenever he's been I'm not going to say abused because that's I think that's a terrible word to use but you know maybe he's been given a bit of stick from the crowd Pochettino has backed him and said you know what just keep doing what you're doing keep doing what you're doing plugging away in 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 the same sort of you know regard someone like Mourinho has binned off look at Eric Bailly on, on sitting on the bench, he gives United. up on players. Doesn't he, Aaron? he gives, well, he gives yeah. up on players. He's not a bad player, is he? By overnight, he's not. Well, to be, to be honest, you know, my nan is better than Phil Jones, and she's had, <laughs> she's got plastic knees, mate. You know, like you know, and he he, he persists for playing Phil Jones. Look at Luke Shaw. There are rumours about him last year after he was you know bench for the majority of the season. Memphis has gone on to have a brilliant co- career at Lyon. Uh, Schneiderlin isn't doing too bad. All these players get phased out. And where they need a bit of consistency, they don't get it. And I think you've got to give credit to uh, to Pochettino for that, for putting the arm around the shoulder and just saying, you know what, I'll look after you. Give me a 7 out of 10, give me an 8 out of 10 every week, and we'll slowly win everyone round. And that's yeah. exactly what he's doing with Musa Sissoko, future Ballon d'Or winner. You heard it here first on Last Word on Spurs. <laughs> this is Love Sport Radio 821. We're going to carry on our preview. We might have a couple more listener questions. We've got a couple of tweets as well, but we want to hear those voices. We want those calls. 0208 70 558. Sport. Available on Radio Player and TuneIn Radio for your smartphone. Download now from the App Store and Google Play. 558 AM. Love Sport. Jerry France is rocking that mullet. He's got the old two-tone combination on tonight. The, uh, the 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 suit with the was it a royal? It's not really a royal blue, is it? It's a, it's a bit of a navy. I don't really know what it, what kind of a blue it is. Anyway, he looks rather handsome, Danny Jose. I'm not speaking, mate. I'm you, not speaking. You're ordering yourself one of them, I'm aren't s- you? I'm still seeing the pigeon on the head there. <laughs> I'll show you the picture of him and the pigeons. Pigeon with curry on the head, by the look of it. Oh, my. <laughs> absolutely epic. shocking. Um, right, okay. We have a question. I'm not sure who it's from, but we're going to carry on. Um, is, it, is, it, is it that one you want, you want Ricky? Well, yeah, is it that not, one? I think it's a case of just... To, well, I 
I can spell it out for you if you want, just in terms of how close now we feel Spurs and Arsenal are. Bearing in mind, you know, Emery took over. Do we feel the gap is significantly closed? Thoughts really, chaps? I mean, how... How do, we, how do we perceive it to be at the moment? Because as we know, this Spurs team, as we mentioned uh, numerous times, no summer signings, haven't got a stadium, multiple injuries, you know, nine players out of the World Cup. How close, when you look at this Arsenal team, are we now? I mean, are we, are we, are we still quite ahead of them? What do we think, chaps? Um, I think, to be honest, they seem to be in the similar position um, with Emery that we were when Poch first took over. He kind of, you know, he's in that transitional period where he's trying to make the squad his own you know he's trying to uh, implement his ideas into the team he's getting rid of Deadwood maybe bringing in new players so um, yeah I mean we kind of know what they're going through at the moment and they, they are doing a pretty good job at the moment you know they're certainly a lot stronger than they were last year um, I look at obviously they're on a great unbeaten run at the moment but uh, you look are looking at the teams that they've been playing you know five of the five of the last 11 were teams um, well, only five of them were in were teams in the top ten, so it goes to show they haven't come up against the greatest of opposition. But um, yeah, I mean they're doing a good job at the moment. I think they have closed the gap somewhat, but yeah, I think that's to be expected. Yeah, I think we're we're still in front of them, but I think the analogy of of a bit like Pochettino's first season at Tottenham, I think it is a good one. I think they're they're better organised perhaps than they were under Wenger. I think there's there's a little bit of freshness in the squad, you know, just fresh voice, fresh ideas from from Wenger's things. So they've improved and one thing we can always say about them, they've always been a good side going forward. Let's be fair about it. And and Albama Yang and Lacazette and that will score goals. So um but the question marks against them are probably still at the other end of the pitch, which are the same questions that were there under Wenger. And I'm, I'm not so sure Socrates, somebody like that, was was the player that to really turn those those fortunes around. I've actually been quite impressed with them, to be fair. And I know we can know a mockery and all that sort of stuff, but I, I have. I've been quite impressed with the, the job that Emery's come. Oh, you're squirming at me here, Rick. We're squirm- Look, I think credit where credit's due. Like, when, when we walk up at the Emirates on Sunday, we're going to absolutely tear them up. No, no. <laughs> I mean, I honestly, honestly think... Like, no, 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 no. No, no uh, generally, I mean, you know, I do agree. Going forward, they they they, they look good. Like, they're going forward, they look good. Aubameyang, he scored mm. eight Premier League goals this year. You know, he's, he's actually scored one in one and a half or something like that since he started joining the club so, so he joined the club so he's, he's been a good signing for them it still baffles me why he stayed there for Europa League football but anyway that's another debate the, the, the point I suppose I'm making is that last year we went to the Emirates full of confidence there was all these thing, all these media we, outlets the coming out how com- we, how compared we who we would get into and all that jazz and all this nonsense and we got absolutely ruined um, and we need to we need to turn up at the Emirates Give them the respect they deserve because they have freshened it up. They are different. They can cause you problems. And and then go and take them apart like we did Chelsea. We are capable of doing that. But I have been quite can, impressed with them. To can be I be honest, I've watched a lot of them this season. And to be fair, I think if Spurs start in the same vein that they started against Chelsea, I think there's a real opportunity here for Spurs to go for them and go for the throat. Because Arsenal, where I've watched them this season, they have started slowly. And you look at who Arsenal have played so far this season. In the three games, you would say the top teams they've played. They've played Man City. They've played Chelsea. They lost those two. They've played Liverpool. And against Liverpool, yeah, they played well. They were unlucky not to win. But I still think this Arsenal team, they've beaten the teams that they should be beating at the moment. If you look at the fact that the teams and they come up against someone of a top 
top quality opposition they have struggled to beat. And Spurs are top quality opposition. Look where we are in the league. I think we're going to give them a real game. And I think, as long as you mentioned earlier, as long as we turn up, we give them the respect, we play to the best. And I said, if we play the same way we play against Chelsea, I've got every confidence that we can go there and get a positive result. The one game they did have a fast start in, all right, they may not have led at half-time, was, and the closest game you can compare it to was when they played Liverpool at the Emirates yeah. and they, they started really well that day didn't they and they they deserved their point on the day there mm. and um, and that's probably the closest game because the, the City and Chelsea game was day one and but day George, two of the we season we haven't seen Arsenal yet play well for a full 90 minutes and you can maybe argue something about Spurs you know, apart from Man United and obviously Chelsea we haven't played well for a full 90 minutes but we know Spurs have got that capability in their locker I, I, again I, I hear you and I, I kind of agree with most of the stuff you're saying but when you look at defensively how many goals they've scored going forward they've scored 28 goals going forward They've yes they've let in at the back and that, that proves that theory they're at home they're going to be up for it they do not like the fact that we're, we, we're above them and we're in Champions League and they're not you know that's extra motivation so we have to be I, I think everybody realises anyway right but we have to be absolutely at it mm. from, from the player. first minute Every, like Every like Chelsea to That's be it. fair like Same that game when um, uh, with the chap we were talking to, to, to earlier from, from Dallas when he talks about he's watched the, Sammy, uh, yeah. Sammy when mm. he's watched uh, the game so many different times and all that sort of stuff against Chelsea that we were all at it the whole 90 minutes from start to finish it needs that level of performance I'm just going to ask Jace you mentioned on the pod earlier this week that you don't think that we could put in mentally and also physically three performances like that in a week and I agreed with you I was nodding my head in the pod but we got to put another one in right on, on Sunday otherwise we're, we're going to come unstuck it was more the, the three performances with that intensity of the Chelsea game I mean you know I thought we did okay against Inter we played all right against Inter but it, it wasn't at that same intensity as the as the Chelsea game that's but we need the intensity of the Chelsea game because if we we only do it like we did against Inter Milan that may not be enough on on Sunday to go there and get a win yeah. It has to be done. The, uh, the the battles have been won, but the overall war is yet to come. <laughs> well, I think, uh, I think you're right, and I think, look, if they win, like they did last season, they're level on points with us. They go above us again, and they, they, you know, they go above us again on the goal difference because we ain't scored as many goals. Traditionally, we've started to click now at this time of year. We're coming into a busy period. You know, the table's starting to kind of take shape, so on and so forth. This is the games that you have to win. Like, we have to go. Like, I think you said it earlier, Jason Fair. We haven't won at the Emirates um, since 2010. Um, Kabul header for, for our listeners who remember we were 2-0 down that game and it was absolutely epic I think it was a penalty wasn't it from Van der Vaart mm, yeah, um, as it. well and uh, free kick whips in and boom have some of that Kabul and we won 3-2 but we got we got to do that again I remember I was in Vegas for another for another game and uh, we were 3-0 down I think in 20 minutes I think Fabregas scored 2 for, straight from the kickoff. we've had shockers down there and it's, it's time now it's time to sort it out we beat Chelsea last year in Owen Butyard we're going to beat Arsenal this year as well we've got to do it lads we've Got to, we've got to turn Absolutely. up and not, not, not turn up like for, uh, for 10, 15 minutes, turn up for 95 minutes and boom, we've got the ability to do it. No? Get him in the dressing room. Do you know what I want? Get him in pa- the dressing pa- room. Pa- Pads is head of like the social media and whatnot. If you can get some like battlefield music and cut <laughs> that, bang it out on social media. I'll tell you something, you'll have a social media storm on your hands. If you're paying too much for your energy bills and insurance, so you could be saving hundreds of pounds by shopping around, find out just how much you could save by going to a spokesman said.com, search for the cheapest deals on your energy bills and the best value for your home car and travel insurance don't take our word for it there's hundreds of a spokesman said customers who have saved big brian from derbyshire saved 400 pounds on his energy bills uh jim in glasgow 
A whopping £600 cut from Surrey saved over £300 on his home insurance. And Tony from Northampton saved a massive £2,800 on his energy bills. Don't pay the price for not shopping around. Head over to spokesmansaid.com and you could be saving money on your bills in time for Christmas. We are going to get the opposition view next from our very own Harry Simu. Look forward to having him on. Love Sport. The opposition view on Love Sport. Yeah, let's welcome on and and chaps. Be nice because I know he's a gooner, but he's he's one of our own here on on Love Sport Radio. Uh, his name is Harry Simu. He is from Chronicles of a Gooner. Uh, Harry, how are you, pal? I'm good, Aaron. How are you, mate? Not bad, not bad. Good to have you on board. First and foremost, of course, uh, you know you guys have won this evening uh, on a, on a hard trip away to Kiev. Um, you know, in terms of the squad lineup and whatnot, what are your thoughts in in sort of you know comparison to to what you can expect uh, on Sunday in the North London derby? It was Emery very tactical in who he picked. Was he resting a few bods? Yeah, he pretty much left everyone at home, to be honest with you. If you have a look at the side that travelled out there tonight, I think only Mkhitaryan, Czech, um, and, and sort of Gwenduzi or players that might have been in with a shout of playing at the weekend. I don't think Czech will get a game, though. I'm sure Bern Leno will stay uh, in between the sticks. But, yeah, he pretty much left everybody at home, as we expected. So, you know, I think you'll see a different, completely different Arsenal team at the weekend. And fingers crossed uh, we get all three points. Hi Harry, um, so yeah, basically I just wanted to get your thoughts on who's going to be the centre-back pairing. I know that there's obviously a lot of debate around the centre-back partnership at Arsenal at the moment. I just wonder who, who's going to start and how, and how do you feel they're going to cope with Tottenham's attack? Well, it's interesting because all all week since obviously the Bournemouth game, we've been wondering whether he'll go with a back three um, as he did down there or if, if he'll go back to the back four. Now, for me, it, I think the fact that Rob Holding played tonight might mean that he won't play at the weekend. Um, if it was up to me, I'd like to see Socrates and Mustafi as the, the back two. Um, but, you know, Spurs have got some dangerous forward players, uh, as much as I hate to admit it. So, I, I don't know. It, it's difficult to say what, what he'll do at the weekend. I expect him to go back to a back four. I think he'll be desperate to get Mesut Ozil back in the side somehow and that's the only way of doing it, I think. Harry, go ask you. Ricky Sachs here. I hope you're well. Now, I'm asking you with your, with your head here. Not, I, don't not, know. Not, I, I don't hope he's well. well I, <laughs> no, <laughs> that's listen, a bit I don't honestly, care listen, 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 we're friends tonight. We're enemies on Sunday. Let's, let's, keep it, let's keep it friendly. Harry, go ask you. Ahead of the game. Now, Obviously, a lot has been made about Emery's taking over, and listen, he's done fairly well. My only argument is when watching you, to be honest with you, you know, you've beaten the teams at the moment I would say Arsenal should be beating. When you've come up against the likes of the top teams, the likes of Man City and Chelsea, you've faltered. Liverpool, you played very well that game. I think he was unlucky not to win it. Therefore, I'll be honest with you, I'm, I'm not terrified going into this game, and I want Spurs to approach it with a viewpoint to try and win it rather than go there and take a point. How important is it? for you guys that you start fast because when I watched you this season I don't remember seeing you start fast that often yeah no that's right we haven't started fast and it's been one of the main criticisms thrown at Unai Emery all season if I'm being honest but I think you're you're being a little bit harsh there when you say that we faltered against City and we faltered against Chelsea you've got to remember mm. that those were his first two games in charge and I don't think any manager would have come in uh, and got any better results than that. I thought we were really unlucky to lose at Chelsea that day. So uh, I think it's a little bit harsh to say that, you know, we faltered against the big teams. Yes, Liverpool, um, uh, you could argue that Liverpool could have won that game, but I thought Arsenal did pretty well. You did well. play well. You I, did play well. I think, 
I think there's a resilience now at Arsenal. There's a, a, a belief that we're not going to get beat. Um, and we've become a stubborn team, which is nice to see after so many years of sort of being soft-bellied and just being rolled over at will. I, I, look, I know you guys are Spurs fans <laughs> and you've got to be positive. But for me, uh, I can't remember many times Spurs winning at Arsenal. There's not, but in when you look at this Spurs team, Harry, let me put it back to you. When you look at this Spurs team now, there must be a slight element of fear. You look at this Tottenham team now that it's probably one of the best you've ever faced. And I, we maybe say that every year at the moment, but there's such quality in this Spurs team that when you look at Arsenal, as uh, Jamie said on the show here, it's still an Arsenal team that are in transition. Therefore, I mean, do you approach the game with the mentality that it's, it's going to be a tough one? It's, 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 as we know, it's the biggest game of, of both of our seasons when we play against you guys. Yeah, definitely. I think it's been a, a very tough game for, for years now. It's not just this season. It's not just last season. But, yeah, of course, you look at Spurs and you see some, some really good players there. Obviously, Harry Kane, the standout. You've got players like Deli Ali, Son, uh, Eriksen, who can hurt us, of course. And we know it will be a difficult game. But I just think that, uh, you know, from what we've seen from Arsenal this season, there are encouraging signs. And I'm not overly fearful that Tottenham are going to come there and win on Sunday and that's no disrespect to Tottenham I just when you when you're talking about Arsenal playing at home we just don't lose very often and and for me that's what it comes down to it's not any disrespect to Spurs I think you're a great side I think you've been really unfortunate this season with what's happened with the stadium and stuff because you've been unable to settle um obviously you know your fans are getting a little bit fed up from what I hear of having to travel back and forth from Wembley. So taking all those things into consideration, Spurs have done brilliantly. You've done well to get a victory last night and obviously keep the Champions League hopes alive. But, you know, you've had some difficult games and, and so maybe, you know, maybe uh, there'll be a bit of fatigue creeping in there. I don't know, you guys will probably be able to tell me better, but is it, are you expecting Sissoko and, and Dyer to be in the midfield, Sissoko and Winks? Because for me, looking at those players, I, I'm not overly scared of, of any of them, to be honest. Ooh. <laughs> I, I was, um, I was interested to know, you know, there's, there's a lot of Spurs fans, I'm glad you mentioned the stadium, because uh, obviously a lot of Spurs fans are, are particularly disappointed we haven't moved into our, our home stadium, but of course you've been playing away from home now for 118 years, I think it is, so <laughs> how, how is that, to, to play away that long, and, and can you just reassure Spurs fans what it is like to play away that long? It, you know what, it, I feel sorry for you guys, I really do, because you, you keep going back to history, you keep going back to that old joke, but the fact is we came to North London and we took it over, and, and now you guys are the homeless ones. You know, Arsenal playing two homeless teams in a week, uh, that doesn't happen very often, does it? You're uh, homeless yourselves. We're not homeless. <laughs> We're not homeless. And um, the thing is, you know, I, I guess that you guys are always talking about the atmosphere at the Emirates not being great. What atmosphere, stuff, though? Hey, what atmosphere? But, but this is the point, though. When you move into the bigger stadium, you'll mm. have the same problem. But have you not As seen where Spurs' pitch is structured? You know, you can see already, bear in mind we haven't got there yet, and you can see the way our pitch is structured, that the fans are going to be right on top of it. You know, you can see the way Arsenal's built. You're, you're quite considerably far. You're not as far as what the West Ham fans are away. But when you see the designs of Spurs, you know, the whole point was to try and go keep that atmosphere. That is what Spurs' vocal point has been. They've looked at the other stadiums like yourselves, like West Ham, and they've tried to do their best where they've tried to ensure that we retain that atmosphere where teams are intimidated when they play at White Hart Lane. Uh, 
I think, uh, look, there's no doubt about it. It's going to be a great stadium, and, and that, that's just the way it goes. You know, the next stadium that will be built after White Hart Lane will mm. be even better. That's just the way things are. Things progress. I'm sure the Arsenal board will be looking back and thinking there's things we could have done better at the Emirates. And, and that will happen to you guys as well. But it's, it's not so much around how close the fans are to the pitch for me. What, what you'll find is no club has... 60,000 hardcore supporters that are going to turn up every week and so you're going to end up getting a lot more corporate a lot more sort of people that are over on holiday and just looking for a ticket to a Premier League game and that damages the atmosphere more than anything you'll just end up with people that are not all that bothered about Tottenham and that are just going to the game because it's something to do and, and that's the way football's going and I'm sure Aaron will tell you it's the same at Manchester United it's the same at Liverpool sometimes it's the same everywhere it's just, that's just the way football's going well, it's, must it's, have, it's the sanitised environment of the Premier League, pal. It's it's. Th- let's be fair. You know, I'm 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 someone who's who's sort of losing love for the Premier League. I've got a lot of love for the Football League because I think there's still a little more real football in there, whereas Premier League clubs are out there looking for uh, for tourists to, to to grab a bit of money off. I was just going to say, exactly. I came, coming back from Wembley last night, opposite me on the tube was a guy in a Spurs shirt, a uh, uh, Spurs scarf, but with a Kevin De Bruyne phone cover. And you think, which one of those do you support then? That's Amazing. exactly the type I'm talking about. <laughs> well, uh, Harry, I hope you're going to be uh, you're going to be sporting your half and half scarf on on Sunday. You know, well uh, <laughs> as 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 the tradition should be amongst the uh, the Novo. No, no, is it Novo? Nuvo, Nuvo. See, I, I, I didn't do French. I did woodwork. Uh, Nuvo, <laughs> uh, sort of football fans and Nuvo Premier League fans. Uh, give us a, a score prediction, pal. Uh, I'm going to go 2-1 Arsenal. I think Spurs are going to score first um, and then Arsenal will come out in the second half and turn it around. don't know if I'm speaking with my heart. Just a word for you, Rachel. Spurs, Spurs don't tend to lose many games when we when we do go in front, but there you go. Your <laughs> prediction, pal? <laughs> <laughs> I'll say no more. Harry Simi, you're a gentleman. Thank you so much for, for joining us this evening from Chronicles Aguna and, of course, from uh, uh, a little bit Arsenal. It is our very own Harry Simi there at 16 minutes to 9 o'clock. Plenty still on the way. We're going to carry on with our preview to the game. And uh, we'll take some more of your calls. 0208 7020 This is Love Sport. Wonderful, wonderful, big, big tunes of Sophie Ellis Bexler. I love a bit of Sophie. I know you do. I love the video to this. All done in Bangkok, this was. Brilliant video. Oh, yeah. Can we say congratulations to you, by the way? Yeah. Yep, the wife's got her visa, so uh, yes. she's going to the Burnley game. So uh, We look forward to hearing her on this Mrs. show Mrs. at Jace. some point. Mrs. Mrs. Jace. We'll bring her in one after. On, 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 sure. on this show at what some point uh, in future. Olivier Giroud has grabbed uh, two goals for Chelsea tonight at home against Pierre. Okay, Salonica. Are they half-time? They're approaching half-time there at Stamford Bridge. 2-0 to Chelsea. Um, you know, I just showed you guys a picture of Jerry Francis with pigeons. I've just... Ex- remembered who he looks like you know the the pigeon lady from home alone in the park yes i remember that he looks like her doesn't he a little bit a little bit that's a flashback no idea now you're talking no, about, uh, talking uh, about, uh, talking about flashbacks so we do derby day memories let's do oh, derby, derby day memories. memories come on Lee, oh, well, kick well, us I'm off glad, come I'm on glad. it's probably the obvious one we were talking about in the break so sorry if i've stolen anyone's thunder but 
if this ball hadn't hit the back of the net, it would have hit me in the face. <laughs> That's how brilliant it was. It was the biggest rush I've ever had at a Tottenham game. And it was, of course, Harry Kane's, when he had the mask on, the curler from outside. He's cut inside and he's stuck that ball. And it was just right down. Uh, it was unsavable, yeah. unstoppable, unbelievable. He's stolen my thunder because I'm the one who brought that up. Yeah, sorry. But but it is my favourite moment. I, my favourite moment. as well, the, though. The rush, we was the <laughs> rush that I felt in that stadium... It, was unbelievable. I from that day that uh, apps are. Uh, but the thing with Tottenham, they amazing. stupidly made me believe for those thirteen minutes we were going to win the league, and I was chucked from my way part lane. It was the most unbelievable moment. I've got to be honest with Lee. I don't think I've ever celebrated a Tottenham goal like that in my life. It was amazing, incredible. It's hard to understand, wasn't it? Like yeah, the just, rush that you yeah, felt, and, yeah. and and he felt it as well. Do you oh, remember his face? He had the mask on, Lee, the and he ran over to the corner, and he's, he he sort of jumped. Do you remember? He jumped yeah, yeah. on his bum and he That's slid. It. All the like players sitting running. down. It was absolutely incredible. And as we talk about this, we talk, we're seeing some North London derby goals. Isn't what, we, what, the, what about Bentley? On the screen? Uh, uh, oh, Bentley. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, for me, the, the best one is Gazza's free kick, you know, and the oh. buzz that day, and, and Gazza going over to, what was it, Barry Davies, it's boys' own stuff or whatever. And uh, the other one that I can remember is a is a big Mark Falco volley in a in a 5-0 demolition of Arsenal White Hart Lane. And Chrissy Hewton scored two that day. That was a fantastic day as well. Yeah, Robbie uh, Keane. Uh, Robbie Keane's goal at the Emirates, one-one. We've we got him. Martin Yell shouting, "Play, yeah. play!" Keane scores. I love that goal. Huddleston, a good goal from Huddleston. Yeah, the uh, was it the, the game? Three three, the Tommy. the free feet. Yeah. Go on, Jay. Yeah, Danny Rose on his Premier League debut. Oh, oh, yep. oh Danny go. Rose. He's got to be in the team for that alone. Well, how was that? How was that like, Jay? How was that like, mate? When you saw that flying back in the net? Yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, I've so many Arsenal fans, not many Spurs fans that I know, so it was absolutely lovely to just go and rub it in their face the next day. Absolutely I, beautiful. I was actually in the West Stand that night, and I was a little bit late, and I and I was coming up the fit. I I was I had a client with me, and I was coming up to get into the West, and I never st- go into the West at all. I'm South boy, really. And I come up to the West, and um, I just made it down to the scene. No sooner we'd sat down, he had rifled that in the back, yeah, and it was absolutely outrageous. Like it was almost. Did you ever get this right? I, I, so our listeners will as well, but sometimes it goes. It feels like it goes in slow motion. Yeah, do you know yeah, what I mean? That was like, like the cane goal. That, yeah, that, like, like that, that cane. You're yeah. thinking this. It's is almost like in? you've seen it before. It's happened. And the header, the header, the cane header in the last that minute. Cane header, two one, and it's almost like the ball. It took an eternity to go in, and Spain was just yeah. watching it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You talk, you talk about uh, uh, specific players, uh, and Jace, you just mentioned about five nil demolition. I remember uh, okay, it was a Carling Cup or a, uh, a Littlewoods Cup, whatever it's called, back and probably Carling Cup, and we back. We battered them five, five one. one. Yeah, Robbie Keane and and, and, and Mal yeah, Malbron will be keen. Genius and, and we didn't a genius. I'm uh, uh, my, my new man, genius. My Jermaine. He still hasn't replied to me by the way. Jermaine, sort it out. Just yeah, follow s- me on Twitter. S- sort it out, Jermaine. Um, right, let's talk to uh, another Spurs fans. We've got a few minutes. One more call. It's Paul. He's in uh, Northwest London. How are you, Paul? Hi. Good evening, lads. Uh, your podcast. Um, I've usually not been able to get on live, so I've always kind of listened to the delayed recording. Um, but um, as a regular Spurs um, uh, match attender, you know, you've seen how Poch has really brought a squad on, that we now have a bit of strength in depth. I just feel, you know, we get some queries around numbers of how many foreign and UK-based players you're allowed to have. And, of course, people like Dyer and I think Davis don't even count mm. for our England numbers. You know, what do you see the lie of the land? You know, does January mean we need to start looking for a few more English lads possibly to bring through? Or 
you know, I worry that we've got like Josh Onimer up at Sheffield Wednesday and he, I don't think he got on the pitch um, against Bolton. They won one nil there. You know, he ain't good um, enough anyway. It's Paul, great to, to be see fair. A... For me, Josh Onimer <laughs> ain't, he, he ain't, he ain't good enough for me personally. Not at the so moment, not yeah, I know. I, I understand yeah. what you're saying. I think maybe some of the Bournemouth lads have been mentioned and AJ. I, I, I'll go with Chilwell, mate. I break yeah, the bat yeah, for Chilwell. 100%, I was going to say, yeah, Ben Chilwell. I mean, that that's a signing yeah. that you'd expect to probably come in the summer. I mean, obviously, left-back's an area that maybe we might look to strengthen in the summer. So, yeah, Ben Chilwell would be a great shout. I'd agree. Um, yeah. Yeah, um, I think, realistically, it's very tough to see someone coming in in January. I mean, even the likes of Grealish, I, I, I think, is very unlikely. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's going to be just trying to find a way to, to, with the Champions League, just trying to find a way to fit Foyth back into the team. And I I think we said that might be Dembele. What about Cook from Bournemouth? Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah um, Dembele. Having uh, another striker to well, work up with yeah. Harry Kane, well, I think, would be good if we could get somebody who had a little bit more of a track record. Do, do you know what? I was thinking about this and I was thinking, you know, it'd be really nice to just see someone come in from the academy and, you know, kind of do a job. You know, I mean, Lorenzo, yeah. you know, we've we've really struggled with the likes of Janssen, Soldado, Lorente. So it'd yeah. be nice to see someone coming through. There is one real big talent that's uh, Troy Parrott, who's 16 years old. Exactly, um, yeah. Absolutely. Is that Dean Parrott's son? Ooh, I, I don't. I don't, I don't. think so. Dean Parrott come through Spurs we've got, as well. We got lots of lots lots of <laughs> lots of um, you know, Tinio's son plays in our academy. Pochettino's son, so I'd, yeah, Maurizio. I well, I Maurizio. Think got, we'll get a lot from Mora. I think we'll get a lot mm. from Mora. I yep. mean, it just takes yep. time to. You look at you know, nobody could have turned round at the start of the season and said, "Oh, well, one fourth is going to start to turn out yeah. to look decent." Or, 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 or as well. Or Sissoko. Yeah. Or Sissoko. Yeah. going to look great. Superb. Yeah. And, you know, these things take time. These things take time. The, the other thing yeah. about maybe oh, yeah. aside, sorry, a signing in January, I mean, you look at two players that have had a huge impact on their squads this season. I mean, well, not huge, but a decent impact. Lucas Mora and Ross Barkley, and obviously mm-hmm. both signed in January. Yeah. So, you know, there, there's a possibility that maybe we could bring in someone in January. It's not, there's not impossible to bring in someone that's the right fit for the club. But, uh, yeah, I mean, that, that's just what I'd just throw out there. Yeah. I just feel, I mean, I feel it's just about the clubs. There's a slight statement of intent. Because we want Ericsson and some and some of our players who've still got contracts to sign, you know, where they where they they're, they're kind of the times are running down on them, but we we need to keep the, get these people to commit. Because quite honestly, I, I look at the new stadium and where we're doing in Europe. We're we're maturing. We're coming to that point as a team where, you know, with Poch's pixie dust and they're just a little bit more. We we're we're looking like this season could be unbelievable. It might have started a bit slow, but we could just end up with, you know, being top two Carabao Cup and and on a very long way in Europe. I think what we've got to do is if we sign f- homegrown players in January's, please don't start tweeting Lewis Cook or whatever is not the player <laughs> to take Tottenham to the next level. We have a specific need for homegrown players, and so they're not going to be world-class superstars. Paul, we're going to leave it there. Thank you so much for getting in touch with us uh, from Northwest London. Done a bit of research. Troy Parrott, Dean Parrott, no relation. One is a Parrot, what, one is a Parrot. What, what, about, what about John? John Parrot? No. No? Throw him out there? No. World champion, Snooky's world champion. No, no relation, no, no, mate. No, no okay, relation. Okay. He's a parrot. As in, like, uh, you know, that you know, as in the birds. Jerry Francis know him with the birds and the pigeons. No, he's pigeons, not parrots, mate. Oh, okay. So sorry, too, I'm, too I'm getting confused. My pigeons and too my parrots. Too excited for Jerry for him, Rick. Predictions quickly. Should we do quick predictions? Let's squeeze them in. We've got ten we can't seconds. Go Aaron. quick with this. Come on, we've got Let's to predict. Go. Come on. Two one Spurs. I'm going Colchester four, Mecclesfield nil. Hopefully. <laughs> <laughs>
on Soul's debut. If you're in the Colchester area, get down there and have a word with a bloke on the going? bench. Oh, I, I'm definitely going to try and get over to Colchester on Saturday. Go for, for it. Definitely want to do that. Predictions? Yep, uh, I think we've had, you know, we've had a good knack of um, beat-breaking undefeated streaks, so I think we'll do it again, and I think that we're going to win 2-1. I'm going out there. It's the Macaniga, and I'm saying... 3-1 Spurs. Come, Spurs! Come on, you Spurs! Come on! I'm going officially, because I have to write it on the official forms, Arsenal 1, Tottenham 3. Good lad, he's a good lad. We've got to come back in this. That's what I went for, and Arsenal come on. 1, Tottenham 3. Come yeah, on. I, was, I was inspired by your speech. Thank you very much to everyone who's got in touch tonight. It's been an absolute stormer of a show. This one available on lovesportradio.com on demand from 9 o'clock tonight. And, of course, via your regular podcast channels, whatever you want to call it. Have a great one. 558am Love Sport Sports Social Podcast Network Judy was boring Hello Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com It's my little escape Now Judy's the life of the party Oh baby Mama's bringing home the bacon Whoa Take it easy Judy the Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.